Hello everyone and welcome to Femme on Creatives. It's Femme on co-host and producer Ria here and I am here with a guest that I am once again very excited to be talking to and I've promised her that we'll try and keep it to 45 minutes because I will get overexcited otherwise but I am talking to a wonderful performer, business owner. I want to say the word entrepreneur, but I can't really say it. And, <laughs> and sometimes I think it can make the other person sound a bit um a bit I'll annoying. take it. I'll take yeah, it. But you are, but I think you are. I mean, well we'll talk about it. Um Emily Price, who is the I, I guess creator of Be Our Guest Princesses. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's a brilliant introduction. I want that every day now. Every every time I go in anywhere. Well, I mean, you you kind of get that every day from when you walk into rooms and children see you, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, so you... I mean, a, a five year old's reaction is always brilliant. So oh. a grown up's reaction, the same, is just as just as great. So yeah, if you've if you follow me on social media, you'll know that Emily has made me cry multiple times <laughs> through uh, wonderful performances. Um, most notably, when you sing a song, I don't know, and it happens to my other half, you make us get really emotional. Aww. It's just like, you're very, you're very emotive. Anyway, oh my God, it's already Thanks. happening. We're like three minutes in and I'm already deviating. Anyway, you have the most wonderful business, uh, Be Thank Our you. Guest Princesses, where you, well, and you have a palace as well. Mm-hmm. Um, every princess needs a castle. Uh, they do where am I going where you make children's dreams come true basically basically that's it in a nutshell that's it yeah (laughs) done it in interview done that's it that's it done thank you thanks for having me (laughs) Uh, so you and your performers you Because the thing is, I want to say dress up as princesses, and it sounds like you're just like at the weekend dressing up as princesses. Yeah, but you're not. <laughs> it's so much it, more than that. It's hard because that is always the first description I give anyone. If someone says, "What do you do?" I I say, "Oh, I do princess parties," and I explain, you know, well, I dress up as a princess and go to parties and do events. But yeah, it, it, it is way more than that. Um, but it's I quite like the glamour of saying that's what I do, and then um, <laughs> and then there there is a whole backside that's way less glamorous and more like Cinderella with the rags doing all the work than Cinderella in the ball gown half the time. But um, yeah, it, it's a fun job. It's different. It's nice to say something different than just you know working at Tesco or whatever I used to do. It's it's nice. It's fun. It always gets gets a good reaction. Yeah, I bet it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would pretty much love to be like, I dress up as a princess. And then I'd like to just sort of leave and just li- be like a mysterious. <laughs> I have the mystery of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were chatting and you said you, so you only started this three years ago? Yeah. Yeah. So when I was wow. 19. So uh, I was at drama school in London. So, well, I started off drama school in Hitchin at Milldale and did a BTEC. Um, instead of my A-levels. So I did a B-Tech in musical theatre there. Uh, then I moved to London and did a musical theatre foundation, hoping to then go on to a degree at Arts Ed in London. And then while I was doing my foundation course, I started working for a princess company. And it was something I always really liked the idea of doing. Um, and there was a lady on Facebook that said that reached out to me and said, I run a princess company, but I don't sing. I really kind of want to be the behind the scenes person and I want someone to go and do the princess part do you want to be kind of my my business partner be my princess that was a company called party with princess Anna and co um and me and Danielle did really well until COVID hit and then I moved back home my course kind of stopped everything stopped and then she couldn't carry on running the business so she said why don't you use my costumes and start your own thing and, um, you know, make a bit of money in lockdown, have something to do, perform, because obviously you couldn't perform anywhere. The whole, you know, performing arts industry completely shut down. So I started doing uh, Zoom parties, so whole parties on Zoom, uh, oh. video calls, live streams and door knocks as characters. So for the door knocks, I had to, you know, get permission from trading standards the council the police I had to have a risk assessment a waiver I couldn't knock on the door I had to ring them and say I'm at, I'm outside put a bit of tape on the ground I couldn't go anywhere near them it was crazy um but that built my business up and over Christmas 
Um, I was out every single Saturday, Sunday and Christmas Eve doing doorstep visits. Did well over 100 in the local area just for £30 each. But back then there was nothing. And it was the yeah. first Christmas where people couldn't be with their families. Kids didn't understand. So the fact that I could bring a bit of magic was brilliant. And that really set my business off in the right way. So although starting a children's party business in lockdown probably sounds like the worst thing to do, it actually worked out really well. Um, I mean, I, the police actually called me one day to say we've had reports of this parties and I was like oh it's actually all okay these are all the documents I have and the police officer ended up booking me <laughs> so, <laughs> so, well I'm clearly I'm all right then I'm like, um but yeah so so yeah I it, a complete accident complete accident and then I was like oh I need a logo maybe a name um so my friend's mum designed my logo so I love your me. logo yeah so it's a picture of me as Belle that she then drew um and lots of companies, after they get started, they have a bit of an upgrade. But I really like that it's still the same. I, I want to keep it forever. So, yeah, all a bit of an accident and a huge learning curve because yeah. I had no idea what I was getting myself in for. But I'm very happy that happened. Everything happens for a reason. So I just I just well, first of all, I love your logo. Please don't ever upgrade it. I won't. It's I won't. So not, it. And how talented i mean i presume your friend's mum is an artist because it looks yes, exactly like you in yeah, your yeah she's costume. very clever she's very clever Love like it. it it is it is amazing it's kind of like before we so we hired you for my daughter's birthday and you came as bell she's her favorite princess because she likes books like her um and um so when we were looking you up and you've got so many performers on your website mm-hmm. we were like oh that's emily you can tell because the logo yeah <laughs> like, that's <laughs> yeah. how good it is yeah yeah I, I can't I can't change that now I absolutely love it yeah and I love that it is so recognizable as well that that is us and that's me and it shows that you know I I am the face of the business yeah. and I want to continue doing that I don't really ever want to take a back seat until you know I'm 40 and too old to do it anymore <laughs> but um yeah I will keep going for as long as I can and I will always be Belle She's my favourite too. Absolutely. Ooh, why love is she her. your favourite princess? I think she's just really strong. She's really mm. brave. She looks the most like me for a start. Mm. I mean, with Elsa, I've got to put blue contact lenses in, shave my sideburns off, and put concealer in my eyebrows. So she Belle is very easy for me to do. And uh yeah, she kind of really resonates with me. She's really strong, very independent, very smart. Mm. very smart Lot, lots of the earlier classic Disney films that I love you don't get to see a lot of personality in them unfortunately because uh, it was kind of the time it was made uh, like when I was younger I loved Cinderella mm. and watching her now you don't actually get to find out a lot about Cinderella in the film it's more the mice and I actually loved Cinderella 3 because she's strong and she goes out and she knows what's right and she's you know she's sailing down the post of the ship and she looks brilliant and I love it and I think Belle has that bit of adventure in her yeah which all the Belle kids definitely love. has adventure in her yeah I think a lot of adventure yes I can 100% see why she's I think she's your most popular you are your most popular princess which is amazing mm-hmm. although yeah. surely Elsa is edging. I was gonna say Elsa takes top spot <laughs> It, it's Elsa, then I think Belle, Rapunzel and Ariel are all quite equal. Ooh, okay. All quite equal. We we have at least one of them out every weekend, if not really? all of them. Yeah. Um, they're the three main ones. Encanto went really high mm. when it came out. And unfortunately, Encanto's taken a bit of a dip, which is such <gasps> a shame. I love such Encanto a shame. so much. I know, me too. Absolutely love it. Um, I don't know. I don't know why that's taken a dip, and maybe it's because it's cold again, and Elsa's mm. just out in full force. <laughs> but she's out in full so force wintry. all the time. <laughs> yeah, I bet she is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think from I was so I do a podcast called Disney Discussions with um, my friends Megan, Mike, and Dan, and we all chose sort of like a, a classic sort of Disney film type thing, yeah. and and Megan and Mike are a lot younger than me, and they were sort of like didn't really obviously Beauty and the Beast is amazing but they sort of didn't really get why Belle was such a big deal and I was like I can remember she was the first brunette princess yeah the first one who read who had her own agency who she doesn't really change for Beast 
no. not really like he has to do all of the hard work mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and although she fits into all the princess tropes at the time she was so different huge and change. you know and I was a little girl with dark curly hair um the only other princess that I liked sort of around the same sort of period was Ariel because I always wanted to have red hair I never wanted to be mm-hmm. like bl- the blonde princess or anything like that so just having Belle there was just so influential in my life yeah just I, I think that's what what's great about all the films coming out now there's someone that is for everyone and it's so brilliant and the feeling we get as performers when we can go out to a party and the little kids say you know you look like me we're the same you know whether it's a little girl wearing a yellow dress with brown hair or whether it's you know in canto and they've got curly hair and it, it's so important so important and you know we do transcendent casting as well so we've had a few occasions where a parent has messaged and said you know my daughter's favorite princess is Cinderella and she also loves Tiana because she knows Tiana looks like her but her favorite Cinderella and I said well why don't we just put Tiana in Cinderella's dress and then that that's okay and uh, my performer came back from that party and she said I've never been in a room where everyone has cried everyone has loved it the little girl was absolutely besotted and the feeling you get, I mean, it, it's an incredible feeling being a princess anyway, because you kind of hold this, um, I don't know the word, um, you hold this kind of strength and beauty, which is really nice. Um, but then having all of that love around you and admiration from little ones that just look up to you and absolutely love everything you're doing in that moment is incredible. You, you can't you can't describe it. It's brilliant. You've got to make me cry. Your Instagram posts make me cry <laughs> on a regular basis. So the with the new Little Mermaid and your new mm. Ariel, uh, mm. that Instagram post made me cry. Mm. The little girl. Doesn't she just, look so much like Halle Bailey so as well? so much like it. It's, it's, She's so it, good. Genuinely, I was sort of like, there's some some things some photoshop or something <laughs> I was like no, she looks so much like her yeah and yeah then, my performer Georgia's a bit of a shapeshifter to be honest I any really... any any costume I put her in I'm like why do you look so good you look exactly <laughs> like it, how I want you to look you look amazing and yeah the little mermaid one as soon as I put her in the wig which is such a good wig, by the way, all the twists. I just want it to be as authentic as possible. Mm. Even the Tiana wig, it's got textured hair. Because obviously, obviously black hair is not the same as mine. Mm. So it's it's all textured and I paid extra for it to look like that because it's important, so really important. important. Um, and it's those little details that I feel, without tooting my own horn, set us apart. I agree. Because <laughs> not as... many companies do that. So I, I don't want to be rude about anybody else's work, but... I yeah. do think what is extraordinary about what you do, and it's what we didn't expect when we first saw you perform at, um, we'd actually talked about booking you beforehand, but then we thought, oh, we'll just go and see them at Milton Keynes Film and Comic Con. Yeah. And you were up there performing, and it was, there's a difference between what you do and entertainers who just put on a wig and a dress mm-hmm. and do a children's party. Mm-hmm. which I wasn't expecting and we saw you saw you it sounds terrible like we're like absolute stalkers that we <laughs> saw you at the um Frost's Woven Sand Christmas thing and there it had finished and you and your performers were walking backstage as such mm-hmm. and at no point did it ever feel like that's what you were doing you would yeah. stop and you would make the children and the people in your presence feel like they were the only people there. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's extraordinary. And I just, I've been to so many children's birthday parties. I bet. And, and it, I, I, this is a little bit embarrassing because I'm kind of gushing over you, but none of the performers ever come across like you and your performers do and I and it is a little extra bit of magic Mm. so I'm I'm about to roll two questions into one so I'm really interested in you talking about like Encanto going up and like how you're following those trends but then I guess my follow-up question is how how do you do that how are you and the performers that you're choosing do that it's it genuinely is extraordinary Mm -hmm. and we had parents coming up at the birthday party like who were like we were crying we were crying at two women 
<laughs> in dresses singing songs. Yeah. I just I just don't know how you do it. You you kind of have to do jump on the trends as you see them. So right now that new Disney Wish has come out. Yeah. And there's a few mixed reviews on it. So I'm kind of holding off slightly because the costumes and wigs are expensive. They yeah. are uh, they're all handmade. Um, most of them off Etsy, to be fair, uh, which oh, is brilliant. Wow. And other Facebook groups, you you kind it's all kind of like a if you know you know type basis. And um, you yeah, you kind of have to really jump on it if you're gonna do that. You've got to get on it as soon as you know you want to because it takes such a long time to produce the garment and the wig. Mm. You've got to order in advance, and they come from all over the world, so. You've really got to commit to it. I knew the Little Mermaid live action would be popular and uh, no one had made a dress yet. But yeah, I found a wig online. So I got the wig and then I just pieced the rest together. I found a skirt that would work, found a top on Amazon. And I was like, that will do just for now. And it looks brilliant. And I could get her out the weekend it launched and she was so popular. Whereas others, I kind of hold myself back. I'll, I'll kind of gauge how I feel and then I'll, go for it Encanto was another one I jumped on straight away got Mirabelle straight away then mm. led to Isabella and then Dolores and Louisa as well um but each each costume is I mean our most expensive ones are up to 800 pounds oh. it's a commitment if you want to do it and the wigs as well 500 is probably my most expensive one um but they're all made by in- incredible women lots lots of who have princess companies as well mm. so how on earth they juggle the princess company and everything that comes with it and then make all the wigs as well mm. i will never understand but yeah the women that make those dresses and wigs are incredibly talented incredibly talented so the fact that i can support all these individual women making those is is great it's not just ordering a dress off amazon it's not it's yeah. not that easy um and having the performers there, luckily the ones I have are very strong and they can work for specific roles. When Encanto first came out, I had a performer who was so incredible and she was completely fluent in Spanish. And <laughs> it, she's moved to London now, so I, I had to say bye to her, unfortunately. She still comes back every now and then. But releasing her being fluent in Spanish, and we were at an event in Amptil, a shop local event run by the council, and that was our first debut of Mirabelle and she was walking past and there was a Colombian family that started speaking to her in Spanish and she was speaking back. I was like, this is incredible. I was like, this is insane. And then after that, and my performer Regan had to leave uh, my other performer, Soleil took over Mirabelle, but again, Spanish heritage playing her. And it's all so important, so important. So you do have to jump on the trends, but it's very hard to predict what's going to go, what's not. You can then sell the costume in a few months, but then you'll get one booking that wants it and then you'll yeah. be fuming that you got rid of it. <laughs> Louisa's not very popular, but I'm not getting rid of Louisa because she's incredible. I'm not getting rid of her. Yeah. I know. I thought I thought she would be insanely popular. It's very hard to read. Very hard. My yes, sister does. She my has sister the best song women. in Encanto. For, she does. She does. And my sister does strong women competition. So I know, yeah. I know for her as an adult, Encanto really resonated with her because yeah. it was a it was a woman that was strong with muscles and brilliant, uh, such a brilliant character, not the stereotypical feminine. And I will not get rid of Louisa. I will push her with every chance I can. Yes, I love <laughs> I her. I will, because she's brilliant. I love her. I love her. But she's um... so much fun. See, but this is the thing though. People get caught up in Isabella, which was mm. which was my daughter's favourite for a long time from Encanto. Mm-hmm. Um, because Flower Power, she's like, that's clearly amazing and yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and then she switched to Louisa, because I yeah. think she she was watching it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. It happens. Um it <laughs> look, we all just have to sometimes get through the weekends. Um <laughs> And I and she started really loving Louisa's song, and also just thought she was just like really funny, and would be really like, oh, at the end, she cries, but she's still happy, and that's good. She's like, yay! And then sort of poor Mirabelle, <laughs> yes, yeah. sort of like being left onto the side. She's sort of like, she just, she just sort of <laughs> poor Mirabelle. Oh, you, just, you just never know do you what they're no. going to gravitate to so so i mean bell is her absolute favorite but her current favorite after bell is jasmine 
And yeah. I would say she's only watched Aladdin maybe twice, but she's got some books and um, that she she every year we get an advent calendar and we'll get like different ones. So last year was Spidey, the year before it was uh, Disney princesses, I think, or just Disney in general. And um, she's like obsessed with this book about Jasmine playing polo. It's not my favourite <laughs> book, I'm not going to lie. I mean it's fine when you've read it a million times and you're Mm -hmm. a bit like and you have to keep on saying like the Royal Raiders won and stuff like that you're like oh god I'm so over it but like I think that's like really sparked in her Mm. with Jasmine and so you just like you just never know you never know but I think it's brilliant because they all have such different personalities Mm. and I mean it's quite true to life isn't it one one minute I'm like Belle and we'll want to go on an adventure and travel and and then one day I'm a bit more like sleeping beauty and just have a down day and just want to be in bed and that's fine and <laughs> that I think and the I, best description of sleeping and beauty. that's fine and I think and I think with little ones you know who am I feeling like today I feel like mm. Louise and today I feel really strong today I feel like Isabella and I want to be all girly and flowery and that's fine too and that's that's it it's encouraging children that well whoever you want to be and whatever you want to be it's all fine and if you don't want to be that the next day that's fine too yeah be be whatever you want and if that's what's making you happy and that's what's bringing you joy absolutely do that and there's occasions on parties where I think people are afraid to admit that children can be like that Mm. especially with parties where we have a mix of boys and girls which is never a problem. I encourage anyone, absolutely anyone, to believe in magic and princesses. And at the end of the day, if, if you're little and there's a fairy tale that you absolutely love, love it. But then there are some parents that, you know, if if I'm doing the tattoos, it's right, no, you want you want the Spider-Man one. That's what you want. No, I want I want the crown. No, you want Spider-Man and you're having it blue. And it's really hard to try and say, you know, just let them choose what they mm. like. And I think that's the one that's the one kind of downside being in character it is quite hard to be like no listen listen to your kid and listen to what they want it's really hard because you've got to you know have the accent the whole time and be like oh yeah it's okay but in my head I just let them choose it's yeah. fine it's fine and if that's what they want that's what they want at the yeah. end of the day they all love it absolutely everyone loves it they all love the games they love everything about it they love the magic of it and the wonder and the once upon a time it's yeah something for everyone you you so beautifully preempted one of my questions which was I remember when we booked you and somebody we, we hadn't told any parents or any children because we wanted it to be like this big surprise so mm-hmm. we just oh we've just got an entertainer and didn't really say anything but obviously you told like some some parents and as in our parents as in grandparents and stuff like that and one of them said oh what about the boys that are coming mm-hmm and I hadn't even thought about it. I was mm-hmm. just like, I was like, these are performers. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They know how to get children involved. And also mm-hmm. what children don't like singing and bubbles and games yeah. and tattoos <laughs> and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, it just hadn't crossed my mind. And I was so interested. In, I mean, you've answered it like how often you come across that around sort of your Very princesses at, yeah at these parties and people are like oh but what about the boys like, mm-hmm. and it's a shame what about them <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> they can enjoy it who's saying they're not you're predicting how they're going to feel before they're even in there and if they don't enjoy it that's also fine too yeah. but if you've booked me for your child that's who our main priority is and we make a very conscious effort in our parties to make everyone feel included if there's someone shy in the corner we'll make an effort to take the time to go and approach them try and encourage them in won't force it but at the end of the day we're there for the birthday girl or birthday Mm. boy anyone and it's for them we get a lot of emails saying yeah so my daughter would really love Aurora but she's going to invite some boys I'm thinking of inviting Spider-Man too which is fine Spider-Man Cinderella duo perfect done it before (laughs) great fun is that what is that what she wants Mm. why why are you thinking about that that much because whether you invite spider-man or not the party's the same yeah same content everyone loves it and the biggest time i've found this was when opening my venue and i opened it and i wanted it to be a palace and i wanted it to feel like a palace i wanted it to have 
paneling flowers trees and make it look magical whimsical like a fairy tale and after I opened I did some admin in the reception so anyone could come in and have a look and lots of the older generation specifically were coming in and saying what is it I don't really understand and that's that's fine there was nothing like this when I was a kid so I'm not expecting I'm not expecting them to understand so I'd explain and then they'd go but it's but it's pink yep yep yeah it's pink but what about the boys I'm like what about (laughs) problem it's it's very hard it's very hard to explain and kind of the more you try and convince a person that can't be convinced the harder it gets yeah um the the venue we have in particular was a scout hut for many years so I could I could argue and say well it was a scout hut for this long why not something why not something a bit pink because that was for boys and this is for girls um it's it's very hard I get it a lot but yeah but yeah I can never come up with an answer that will satisfy everyone it's very hard very hard and it's so I mean I I think especially when I was a kid it was pushed that princesses are for girls Mm-hmm. And, and for no no one else and I had older brothers and lots of my friends were boys and so I didn't really like get princesses so if I, I love Disney films and stuff like that but I wasn't sort of like I love Cinderella or whatever it was you know Belle yeah. was really that awakening in me I was like oh my god mm-hmm. she's so cool um <laughs> and I definitely went through a phase sort of in my 20s where I was like ugh pink and princesses and ugh mm-hmm. they're rubbish and I'm so different and mm-hmm. now I'm just like who cares mm-hmm. who cares if you like it you like it like I can't and when we were having a baby when we had my daughter we were very much sort of like doing the whole don't really want to have gendered toys and stuff like that turns yeah. out she loves princesses because I I do yeah. <laughs> you know if you never told me in my 20s yeah. it's like I'm so different um mm-hmm. like it never would have happened but I also, and I've I've been learning this a lot, and it was a conversation I had with Bethan Wolvin, who was on a previous film on creatives. Mm -hmm. She's a children's book illustrator and author. That these stories and the things that you're doing aren't gendered. No. No gender in it. You just happen to be a princess. That is just it. Mm -hmm. Gender doesn't Um, come in anywhere else. I mean, even if you take something like Spider-Man, he saves the city from this threat. In Frozen, Anna saves the city from yeah. a threat. It's the same story, just yeah. in a different font, really, and a different outfit. And that's it. If they enjoy the story, they enjoy the story. And if something in the story resonates with them and inspires them to be who they want to be, that's wonderful. And I will always, always encourage that. And at the end of all of our visits, we always do the prince or princess promise, which is my favourite part oh. of every visit we have to do it do you remember it yes yeah. so so and and my kid she takes it so seriously she they do. genuinely lives every day day mm-hmm. by it mm-hmm. so they do so we we obviously give them a princess certificate or prince certificate but before we give them that they have to kind of earn it by doing the prince or princess promise so they always and it doesn't change if it's a boy if it's a girl it, the promise is the same because it's for everyone And they have to promise to always be brave, smart, kind, courageous, a good friend, tell the truth and be beautiful. And I actually had an email from a mum saying they want they love the party. It wasn't a mum that booked. It was a mum that just attended a party. And she said, I really enjoyed this person's party. However, I want to maybe encourage you to change your promise and your promise and not add beautiful in it. Because I don't I don't want to encourage that in my child. And I why on earth would you not want to encourage that um because I when when we say I promise to be beautiful it's to be a beautiful person inside and out and again if I do a prince they have to promise to be beautiful and it's the same thing it's it's that feeling of beauty that should resonate from you and I could not believe it when I had that email and I sent a very obviously polite reply back but just explain explaining why it's there because it's one of those things where she might not have realized it Mm. and I did I have done a girl's birthday before where they did the whole promise and repeated everything back and then at the end and I said and I promised to be beautiful she couldn't say it (gasps) and she didn't want to say it and I just thought who on earth has made you not feel beautiful and I think as women it is such a important feeling to have Mm. 
and lots of women don't unfortunately and to have a child at that age not want to say it I thought how on earth has that happened who who Mm. has encouraged you to not feel like that and that and that is why it's so important for a child to say themselves I am beautiful and to have then that royalty bestowed upon them and that feeling it that will stay that will be a core memory in their head and then that's how they will move forward into the next year of their life and it's so important oh my god you make me cry oh (laughs) you told me I was gonna cry on this call I was like I've already admitted that I cried sorry oh my god but it's so true like so true it's like who is and it's such a closed-minded view of be- of what beauty is as well. I think that's exactly oh God, it. I'm like proper I, crying, I, sorry. Uh, I, I think that's it. And that's why I responded to the mum more kind of educating them in why mm. I say it, because I could have done the customer service thing and gone, thank you so much for your constructive feedback. We always take feedback into account and move on and then decide to keep it or decide to not. But instead, I just chose to kind of educate as to why. And it's it's a shame I, I didn't get a reply back. I kind of wish I did, but mm. um, just explaining the importance of it, really. But I'm hoping the fact I didn't get a reply meant that she took that on board and listened and realised and thought, oh, that that's really nice. Yeah. Sometimes I think no feedback or no reply means a good thing. So I'll, I will take that. I'll take yeah. that as a win. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's a very important part for me. Yeah, very important. So, it's so important. I just... It, when you were doing it, it reminded me of a film I've not watched in ages and I think mm. is probably problematic but the film The Help and, oh, yeah. and she says I am smart I am kind I'm beautiful and I remember watching that film I never thought that she was saying to the, the little girl she's looking afterwards I'm physically beautiful although I think everybody should feel physically mm-hmm. beautiful I think mm-hmm. everybody should feel empowered to feel good about themselves but I never thought in that film that's was the overall message you're saying this isn't I am just a beautiful person and yeah. that's how I felt in the mm-hmm. moment and I feel like that's how you make the children feel that you're interacting with mm. like I feel I, again I don't know it's just you're just you and your performance you're just very special at making them feel like they're the only person in the world and you know I've seen the effect it has had on my own child and I'll seriously bless her she does like rules so that's why she's taking it very seriously um, <laughs> like and how seriously she she's taking it. she isn't she's incredibly kind anyway and thoughtful mm-hmm. but you know for her this is like what you do to be a good person and her favorite princess mm-hmm. came and came and validated that for her so yes yeah. yeah, so I just you know it just makes me like I cried for this the child that you're talking about the little girl that you're talking about couldn't say that she was beautiful but also it's like it's such powerful messaging yeah absolutely um I mean even as a princess we hold so much power anyway mm-hmm. of kind of authority in the room in the sense that they love us it's like if my favorite celebrity walked into the, if Harry Styles walked through the door right now I'd listen to him as well <laughs> you know I'm not I'm not gonna say no I'm gonna listen so um it's that it's that kind of thing you know even if if a mum's saying you know put that down put that down and we say can you put that down please they listen to us straight away yeah, it's, I bet. oh it's it's Belle saying that so then if they listen to simple things like can you tidy that up please can you put that away can you pick that up for me they'll listen to those affirmations and the promise and if they take that in the same way that they took the other things and that should stick with them and they should pick that up and that's great and hopefully every party we leave that birthday child has some confidence in them that they may have had already and or they might not have and it's a very important part that I'm very glad that we do because I didn't start with that it was something that we added and um, it really needed to be added. I, f- I felt like I needed a little bit of sparkle at the end yeah. with the certificate. So just giving the certificate. And then I thought, Let- let's add that. And the first time I did it, I cried because oh. I loved it. Because I loved it yeah. so much. I was like, oh, my God, we've got to do this every day. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You just like, it just is just making people's dreams come true like I've honestly never seen in everything I've seen you do which is like three things a group of children and adults be like so well behaved yeah just just like really captivated and well behaved have you ever wanted to use your powers for evil 
There's a few naughty kids sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's just to make them form an orderly queue, that would be nice sometimes. <laughs> an orderly queue curse. Um, uh, but, but no, it, it is the 5% of parties where it's chaos. But then you get that. Yeah. You get that. They're, they're little. They're having fun. And they're so overwhelmed. It is a big thing having a birthday party, especially as I started in COVID. The next few parties, the year coming out of that, you never knew what to expect because children for a year and a half were told, don't go near strangers, don't do this, don't do that, don't touch anyone. Then all of a sudden, all of their favourite people are in a room and it's a party. It's very confusing. And even just missing out on sensory classes and baby groups, that development has gone. And they're so important for little ones to have that interaction and be used to the sound, be used to the noises, be used to the crowds, lights, physical touch. It's very important. And not having that meant that parties were very overwhelming and you had to really prepare yourself for what you were going to have. And if the birthday girl didn't even look at you the whole time, you just had to kind of take it with a pinch of salt Mm. and think about what they're going through in their head. And, you know, you try dip your foot in the water every now and then see if you can get them to come out of their shell. But they sometimes don't. And then I'd get a message from the mum saying they absolutely loved it. As soon as you walked out the door, they went nuts. Go, I met Elsa. I met Elsa. That was the best day of my life. Me and Elsa were best friends. I'm a princess now. And even though they didn't say that to me, and sometimes in the moment you then feel like you failed, it's kind of a disheartening Mm. feeling. You get home and then you get the feedback from the mum saying thank you so much for trying and being so patient. It's very hard. You do have to have a lot of patience with this job in every way. Even yeah. just the afternoon teas, just the food and everything. A lot of patience. Yeah. A lot I, d- of patience. I genuinely don't know how you do it. So you're talking then, I was like, oh, my God, you sound like a childcare expert. But it's like you just you just seem <laughs> to be able to – like, I love that you, you're yeah. taking the time to understand it, it's very children hard and what they've been through. And As such a young person, I, I don't have children. And I'm, mm. I, I would love children one day, but I'm not planning on having any anytime soon. So – to learn this I, I haven't done a childcare course I haven't done early learning I don't know and I've done a lot of research and there's a lot of experience with the job as it comes that makes you learn and adapt and um, I feel like when I do become a parent I'm going to have a lot of knowledge just from this job and seeing how children take to things um, but I, I, we had our first baby group the other day and I was Elsa in it so I was right in the midst of it I kind of wanted to be on reception or at the side but no I was right in the middle and you know in Toy Story 3 where they're in the baby toddler room and everything's getting ripped apart and and eaten I was in there I was like what is happening this is chaos I've got no control this event is such a flop and I felt so disheartened and all the parents came out going that was brilliant (laughs) absolutely brilliant they loved it and I actually got to speak to some of the parents the following week and they said yeah we loved it because you don't realize this is what our homes look like yeah to you, yeah. to you, this is a mess. This is carnage, but this is our lives. And if they can make a mess and carnage in someone else's home other than ours, and then they can come home and sleep, that's a win. Oh my like, god, it okay, really brilliant. is. I was like, it brilliant, really fine then. And then and now I'm really happy about it and it's great. But in the moment I've really thought I flopped. But it's 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 that I'm I'm not a mum. I don't I don't know. It I've got to learn as I go. And now I'm very happy and content this is what toddlers do this is the mess they make normally I go to the party and I don't have to clean up the mess (laughs) and now I'm the mess cleaner upper I really understand (laughs) yeah you just sort of you don't have to do any of the setup you just get to arrive like make all these dreams come true and then just leave off you go yeah (laughs) although and leave I have to do it again two grown women coming out of a tiny car in their giant dresses was probably my highlight we do all I drive was... Fiat 500s. It is a problem. It's I... so adorable. Because I've got a Fiat 500. I think like four others have Fiat's. <laughs> then there's two with minis and then others have like Citroen C3s, you know, those oh. tiny little lunch boxes. So we all really need bigger cars. <laughs> but then but then I quite like the fun of it. I, I really quite... And also Fiat's come in pretty colours and other cars don't. And I just I just can't imagine Elsa stepping out of a red VW Golf. <laughs> so it doesn't have the same effect. I've got a pearlescent blue Fiat. So that works with 
Elsa, who I am 99% of the time. And then I've got a picture of Belle on the side, which writes with Belle. So <laughs> it works. What, what's the weirdest experience you've had in costume outside of a party? Like, is it just like breaking rocking up down. at Starbucks? You broke down in costume. Yeah, breaking down. Oh my God. <laughs> I was going to say, I've got no shame anymore. I will walk into Tesco and get a meal deal. I will get <laughs> petrol. I really, I really don't have any shame in it. And the thing is, whenever I'm in a shop or getting Starbucks or going through a drive through, everyone takes pictures and everyone loves it. Do they? And, they, and they all say, oh, you've made my day. This Aww. is brilliant. Or can I, can I take a picture to show my granddaughter or my daughter at home? They all love it. So that I've got no shame in. And it's, clear this is not what I do on a normal day to day they they can tell I'm going somewhere but it was breaking down my I went through a McDonald's I was Elsa and the princess next to me was Cinderella in the cramped fit 500 and we went through a McDonald's drive-through as we do as we came out of the drive-through a man was waving at me and I rolled down the window going do you want to take a picture and he went no your tire's flat and I thought oh okay and Fiat's don't come with spare tires because they're so small, right? Because they're so small. They come oh. with a, a pump to kind of inject foam into the tyre to reinflate it, but the puncture was so big, I didn't work. And I w- that happened at 3pm, and I wasn't rescued until half seven at night. <laughs> but, so opposite the McDonald's, but opposite the McDonald's drive-thru. So all I had were people in the drive-thru going, look, there's Elsa, look, look, Elsa in a car, oh look, there's God. Elsa three until half seven and I was not in I was not in an Elsa in mood. mood yeah I was not in an Elsa mood the magic was not there that day yeah. and um everyone then kept making jokes about my powers in the car mm. and I was like ha this was really funny the first time it's half seven now my contacts had come out at this point my fake lash was hanging off I had purple glittery eyeshadow going all down my face <laughs> then I was rescued but yeah that that's probably my most interesting experience. I just love the idea of sort of like but an hour and you're like oh the, the jokes have been funny but they're gonna stop now and then sort of like two hours they in, didn't still, they didn't stop no still going and, and everybody really eats a lot of McDonald's it turns out and yeah just, they just keep on going through <laughs> it's not comfy sitting in that costume either and then I thought it kind it's kind of more embarrassing sitting here in the dress without the wig because then I've just got my wig. So I was like, let me just keep it on because this is less embarrassing. Sometimes if if you have one part on and not the other, it's then you just look a bit weird. Because then I've I, under the wig, I've just got a bald head because oh, of the wig caps so and good. stuff. So I'm like, instead of just sitting here like a bald egg in the car, I'm just going <laughs> to keep the wig on and be uncomfortable, which I was. Love that thought process. It's weird without the wig. And like, then that's who it. Who has then... that thought? You then really need the toilet, and you and I was, I'm not going into McDonald's now. No, I'm I really, I would have. Done. Really I would not... have been fine with it. I would have been like, look, this is what's happening. <laughs> I was so over it. I think I was just being stubborn at that point. I was like, I'm waiting in this car. I will be rescued soon, and I wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, fingers crossed. Tap words oh. that won't happen again. My tire's gone flat twice. Both times have been in Leighton Buzzard on the same road both times doing a princess thing one of yes. them I was in costume one of them wasn't so every time I go to Leighton Buzzard for a party now dad checks my tire pressure before I go because <laughs> I am not not having that again no way what's it about Leighton Buzzard dodgy cursed really cursed not <laughs> going there <laughs> oh, oh that's really made my day right I we do need to finish up but before we do you have to tell everyone about the palace because we haven't had an opportunity to visit yet but how You've did got you to come visit? How did you just like how did you just decide like it it's amazing, just the pictures look amazing, but how did you decide that was the next step for you? There's there's a few princess party companies in the UK and kind of globally, I guess, that have done a venue as the next step. And as a children's entertainer, you go to lots of venues and they all come with added stresses. So lots of the time a parent will approach me with a set date dress time I say no we can't do that time but we can do this time and I go but the hall and it's taken me so long to book a hall so then I always say to people book the entertainment first because we can go anywhere we can be in a field if you want we can be at your house we can be anywhere but then people then want this specific hall and it's really hard and then you get there and most of the time we don't see the parents ever because they've spent an hour setting up then the 
being the host of the party they've got to make sure everyone's okay and everyone has the things that they want which is a job in itself then trying to tidy up as you go then they pack away and we go to the parent at the end and say are you happy with everything is there anything else you need and lots of the time we just kind of get shooed away but not in a rude way it's just Mm. busy or stressed and the palace takes all that pressure off so the packages we have at the palace uh, there's catering options where we can supply the food. We can also supply the party invitations. All you need to do is rock up on the time of your party. Everything's set up. You can have a balloon arch put there in advance if you want. You've got a party host as well as the character who handles all your food, drinks, does teas, coffees, tidies up, cuts the cake, lights the cake, brings it out. And then when the party is finished, you leave and we tidy up. So to take that stress off a parent is incredible because not everyone can deal with that stress because they have other stresses in their life and they just want their child to be happy. And that is what's important. Um, But it also gives me the chance to kind of plan our own events. Lots of Mm. our events we do are are in collaboration with other companies, which is brilliant. Supporting other small businesses and small cafes in the area is amazing. And then to be able to come up with my own events is something I've really wanted to do. There's lots I want to do, but having to do them in collaboration with another company means if it flops it falls on them which isn't fair or their space doesn't work with what I want to do I want to do something more active and crafty but they don't want paint in their venue or something like that which I get I get I I would I get is banned from this house we have no theater in the house I find it constantly everywhere everywhere (laughs) (laughs) it's like a bath in it when I was in York, I found it on my face in, on the Sunday. I was like, I've been here for two nights. Why is it still here? Yeah. Um, but the venue just gives me that freedom. And it's a nice home for us. And it's something I always wanted to do. But I, I started looking for places September last year. And then in the October, this letting agents reached out to me and said, there's this old abandoned scout hut owned by a charity they want another children's business to go in and we know you're looking would you be interested and I it was such a long process because the landlords are a trust that meet bi-monthly so solicitors are slow enough let alone then having to wait bi-monthly for an answer it's very hard um but they're lovely and I would not have been able to do the property without their help and their support and Part of me wanted to be really proud and be like, I want no help. I'm doing this all on my own. But it's not a bad thing to accept help, mm. especially if you're wanting to grow your business. I, would, I wouldn't have been able to do this step if I didn't have that help. And I'm so grateful for them. They're a fantastic trust and organization and they do loads for the community. And I'm really happy that they've let me into this property and that I can do stuff in Shefford. And, you know, I'm excited to, I've got other meetings coming up with other charities that we can host kind of, make a wish style events there and they can come to us and it's a brilliant little spot for us really like it I love that so much you're so oh god I'm really worried I'm gonna be really gushing again I've got to try and not do that because I keep (laughs) on doing that with people but I want to use the word inspiring um uh, which is often overused but I don't think it is in this instant I think you just you seem so generous with your creativity in your time and collaboration and I just think that's so lovely and I wonder I'm now just thinking out loud at you and, <laughs> and it's being recorded which is a bit weird but I wonder if that's what translates when you're in character mm. and you're at these parties I, I yeah. just I wonder if like there's something god this is this is a bit gushing like something just within you that just lends itself naturally to I think there's a lot of companies that go into the business thinking this is really fun I can earn a bit of money from this Mm. and there's a difference in that there's a lot of companies that are with which is not wrong to go into a business to make money is exactly yeah. what you yeah. would do. So I it's, work it's not for wrong. money. I'm not I'm exactly, not in a and everyone does, and everyone does. It's it's a money driven world at the end of the day. So to go into business to make money is that. I think because I started it as just something to do to get me through lockdowns, so I had some sanity, seeing the difference it made on other people. Every Thursday night, I did a free live stream, reading bedtime stories as Belle. 
So mm. kids would tune in at 6 p.m. and listen to Belle read them a bedtime story. And then I had a week where I had nothing on. So I was like, oh, it's Red Nose Day. Let me do a princess live stream every day and we'll see if we can raise some money. And I, I was able to raise, I think, £600, which, again, is great. And it gave, it gave me something to do. So I think because I built it off of something that was just rewarding for me, um, and there's a lot of children I've met along the way that I was very, very fortunate to meet that will always resonate with me. And to know how much of an effect those children had on me, mm. the effect that I would have had on them must be equal, if not bigger and greater. So, yeah, the rewarding aspect of this job is something that will always go up for me and everyone in business does have days where it's like I don't want to do it today but that that is that is just life and we're we're allowed ups and downs but yeah there's a lot of children I've met that are very special that make this job how it is oh you're making me cry again right we're gonna have to wrap it up (laughs) I'll start crying again (laughs) sorry it's fine crying's fine you're allowed to be in touch with your emotions I think absolutely it's normal. absolutely unfortunately I just keep on recording me crying <laughs> <laughs> so before I'm just like in floods of tears again where can everybody find you um so Instagram Facebook at the Argus princesses at the Argus palace the palace is in Shepherd Bedfordshire and then we have our website theargestprincesses.co.uk that has absolutely everything on it it has venue mobile packages and all of our events we work with frost's garden centers over in willington and Webern sands and we kind of get around everywhere to be honest if you're within an hour of me you'll probably see me at some point i i get everywhere <laughs> i love that so much I'm like so, I'm like the glitter that I just yeah. keep finding everywhere. That's me. <laughs> That's me. You find me anywhere you go. Oh, that is just the perfect place. Stop it. Thank you so much. I I said to you before you started recording, I had to be brave and uh and contact you for doing this. So I, I'm just so pleased you said yes and and so quickly as well. Um Oh, I was I was very keen. I skipped through all my emails and I saw it and I was like, ah, I've never done anything like this. This is fun. I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, so appreciate it so much. And so to our listeners, I know there's like a million podcasts out there. So thank you for taking the time to listen to us. And hopefully you feel as inspired by Emily as I do. And hopefully you haven't cried. But hopefully you have cried as much as me whilst listening to this. Um, Because emotions are fab. And making children's lives and other people's lives a bit better in a world that's on fire, quite frankly, um, is wonderful so thank you so much this was amazing thank you thanks for having me bye